You're listening to the Colts Blue Zone Podcast with Mike Chappell and Dave Griffiths. Welcome to the Colts Blue Zone Podcast. No Dave, no Mike as I recap this uh, 31-21 loss for the Colts to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm Matt Adams from the Colts Blue Zone Podcast Studio. We'll take a look at the game, some pluses and minuses from the team as a whole. Kind of what I saw from Anthony Richardson in his debut for the Colts. But uh, at the end of the day, it is a loss. And the Colts have not won an opener uh, in the season since 2013. Now, last year, it's not a losing streak because they didn't lose last year. They, they managed to, to somehow tie the, the Houston Texans in overtime, and they will see them next week. All right, for this uh, game here, this, this debut, the Colts fell 31-21 to to the Jacksonville Jaguars at Lucas Oil Stadium in front of the home crowd. Very enthusiastic crowd, uh, really interested in seeing the new quarterback and how he could play. And I think overall, you know, Dave, Mike, and I all picked the Colts to lose this game. And our score predictions were, you know, not right on, but, but somewhat close. And the fact that we thought that, you know, the Colts would be outscored 10, 15, maybe even 17 points in this game. And while they lost by 10, again, that score 31 to 21, it didn't quite go exactly how we thought. Because going into the fourth quarter of this game, the Colts actually had the lead. Now, that, that came off of a, a touchdown from Anthony Richardson on the ground, uh, a touchdown that he threw to Michael Pittman uh, via a screen pass, a 39-yard score, I believe, in that case, and then a, a, a fumble return from DeForest Buckner. So they even got a defensive touchdown out of the deal here on kind of a wacky play, and I'll, I'll talk about that one a little bit later in the broadcast here. But, you know, that fourth quarter really swung the momentum, and, and I'll have a segment where I talk specifically more about what led to this particular sequence. But the Colts gave up a big punt return after they failed, you know, to, to convert a third down, which was another theme of the game. Uh, after that punt, Jaguars scored. Colts got the ball back on their second down play. Richardson tries to throw a pass to the sideline. That one gets intercepted. The Jaguars then respond immediately with another touchdown, a 26-yard run there. And that, that represented the final score to Richardson's credit and the Colts' credit. Uh, he did drive them down to the one-yard line, but they could not punch it in. Richardson, in fact, trying to get to the goal line there that got him down to the one-yard line kind of got banged up a little bit. And so Gardner Minshew, the second, had to come in to replace him. Uh, they took a few shots at the end zone, couldn't quite punch it in. And so the Jaguars, uh, you know, turned, uh, got the ball on a turnover on downs and uh, were just kind of able to run down the clock. Some notable stats from the game. Does the running back by committee approach work? Well, you know, Deion Jackson, the poor guy, 13 carries for 14 yards, a meaty 1.1 average per carry. Had a couple of fumbles, one of them on a drive where, that was looking very promising for the Colts, another on a fourth down play. I mean, I won't say it doesn't matter. You don't want to fumble the ball, but the result of the play ended up being a turnover on downs just the same. Whether or not it was a turnover by fumble or a turnover by, on downs, the, the result is the Jaguars got the ball back because the Colts didn't produce there. He also dropped a pass. Michael Pittman Jr. was a bit of a bright spot, although he didn't do much in the first half. In the second half, he had eight catches for 97 yards and a touchdown, including that screen pass I mentioned earlier. Uh, apparently, you know, it, it looked to us to be in OTAs and training camp, especially in preseason, that Anthony Richardson was going to look a lot to Kylan Granson 
and Josh Downs, and that seemed to, to bear that out this weekend. Uh, Granson had four catches for 39 yards. Josh Down had three catches for 30 yards, and these guys were also targeted multiple times and maybe didn't come up with the ball or, or maybe didn't have a, a crisp throw to them that allowed them to, to, to reel those in. Uh, just one catch for Alec Pierce, though, man. Uh, one catch. He was their top draft pick last year. I think fans were you know, wanting to see that ball get thrown down the field a little bit, some 50-50 balls with both Pittman and Pierce. And, you know, I, I think they probably had some play calls that would have would have done that, except it just didn't quite materialize. Either the coverage wasn't what they expected, um, didn't have enough time to get it downfield, or, you know, just decided to check down or, or run a little bit. And, you know, that, that's fine. I think not forcing the ball and not having Richardson throw three or four interceptions is, you know, a, a good thing for the Colts there. On the defensive side of the ball, Zaire Franklin, my goodness, this guy all over the field I had picked. Uh, we, we had talked about, you know, the, some of the essential Colts players that we thought were on the roster. And I kind of went off the beaten path and said Zaire Franklin. He led the team in tackles last season, and he just uh, exploded to the ball. He, he broke up a, a couple short yardage things where he just got in there and blew things up. The guy was really, really good here. Also made a real heads-up play that allowed the Colts, to, that led directly to a Colts touchdown. And again, I'll, I'll talk about that return in a little bit. DeForest Buckner, seven tackles, a sack, a couple QB hits, and that touchdown. Quiddy Pay with four tackles and a sack there for the Colts. So those are some of your defensive standouts and your offensive standouts for the Colts. Now, we can't uh, mention this without talking about Anthony Richardson getting banged up a couple of times in this game. In the first half, he took a hit on a run and uh, looked a little gimpy afterwards, limping around a little bit. Uh, he did go back, and I don't think he was ever taken out of the game in that case, just went right back in and, and finished things out for the game. Then as he was trying to get the, the team to rally the team for a final score, to, to maybe get a touchdown and then try to get an onside kick and another score to maybe tie things up at the end of the game. Tried to get into the end zone and got the ball down to the one. Kind of took a hit from a couple of Jacksonville defenders and uh, left the game after that. And so because of that injury, then, as I mentioned earlier, Minshew took over at the end of the game. Uh, some other injury notes. We had Drew Ogletree, who caught a pass for 20 yards and might have been one of the downfield threats that the Colts actually had in this game, left the game with a head injury, a concussion, and then Evan Hall, uh, after a nice little run, ended up having to go to the sidelines with a, a knee injury. So that's kind of what we got from an injury standpoint for the Colts. Let's hear from head coach Shane Steichen. Um, I'll start off just on the injuries. Uh, Ogletree had a concussion, uh, and then Evan had a knee. Um, with that, I'll open up with questions. So Anthony ended up fine. Yeah, he should be all right. Everything should be all right. Yeah. What were your what were your takeaways from Andy's performance? I thought he played solid. I did. I you know I I'll take fault for that interception right there, second and ten or whatever, and you know it was a cover two to deal, and we didn't have a great route call there, and um, got to be better there. Um, but I thought he managed the game well. Thought he you know did some really good things. Really encouraged uh, with his progress and what he did. Well, this is what we should expect most of the year. You're just trying to up and down, figure it out here with these guys? Uh, ideally, that's not what you want to do is up and down. Uh, you want to keep progressing forward. Um, so we got to learn from our mistakes today uh, and get better. What's, what's, the, what's the, the line of you know, trying to be aggressive but also acknowledging you got a rookie quarterback he hasn't seen a lot? I mean, is, is there some of that going on in your head? 
Yeah, you're talking about just like fourth downs and stuff. Just in general, in general. just calling the, calling the game. Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, you know, I'll take it too. It's, it always starts with myself with anything. You know, we got to run the ball better, um, and it starts with me. You know, we didn't, we didn't run it as good as we should have. Um, we got to run it better. Um, we got to go back and clean that stuff up uh, and go from there. Why do you think running that by too well today? Is there changes? I mean, we got to go back and look at the tape. We got to go back and look at the tape and uh, look and see where we're at with those guys. Yeah. Shane, you get away from the ring a little bit when it's not being effective, where you really can't rely on it, first down, second down, or not? Yeah, I mean, you just got to find a rhythm in the run game. I think once you pop a few, you start hitting it. You know, when you get, you know, one or two yards on first down, you know, it's it's hard to keep calling those runs. Um, so, again, I, I got to do a better job. It starts with me. Uh, I got to do better. The way they. 12 on third down, one of five on four. You brought up yeah, fourth down. Yeah, no doubt. Got to be better than that. Yeah, no doubt. Got to be better on third down. Wasn't good enough. Uh, again, starts with myself. Uh, and then fourth down's there. Uh, we got to be better, you know, fourth and one. You know, we had a few of those, two of those, I think. And then we just tried to get a quarterback sneak, didn't get it. And then we had a fourth and four. I think it was at the 42-yard line. You're in that kind of long, long field goal range or punt, you know, in your plus territory. So uh, decided to go for it there. The way they played the interception a little bit, but how did, just how did Anthony react from that moment? Just first he was fine. Shoot, he bounced back and you know led that two-minute drive down there. Um, so he he was good. The way they played the secondary, did that take away a lot of deep shots today? A few times, yeah. We had a few chunks up. Um, had one to pit. Had a deep safety there. Uh, we had a couple other ones. Yeah, they played deep, and you, Anthony had to check it down a few times. Would you? Were there any that you felt like could have gone down the field a little bit more? Or? No, looking at the tape, I mean, they played it pretty good. They played it pretty good, looking at the pictures. When they do take away those big plays, just how does that kind of change the dynamics where you kind of have to try to win without those big plays? How tough is that? Yeah, no doubt. you got to be efficient throwing the ball. you got to maintain possession. You can't turn it over uh, like we did three times and lose a turnover battle. It's hard to win in this league when you turn it over. What did you think of Anthony's decision-making as far as when to run and, and when to stay in pocket? I thought overall pretty good. You know, I got to go back and review the tape, uh, but I thought he made some good plays. Obviously, we had a few quarterback design runs that he popped. Um, you know, early on that one drive, we went down and scored, and then it was good to see him get his first touchdown uh, of his career. You had, I think, fourth and five, and Anthony was able to get it. But yeah. at that point, were you thinking that all kick the field goal and go on? There's, there's a thought there to it, but the thought process there, too, to me is like, hey, let's go score a touchdown, get the onside. Now you can kick a field goal. You know what I mean? Right there. So because the clock is running down. Yeah. You guys going through your head during Buckner's touchdown. Um, it was awesome just to see those guys. I mean, we always preach get on all loose balls and, you know, that looked like a sack, whatever, maybe an incomplete pass. And, but Zaire really made that thing go to get up and get the punch out uh, and then buck and go and score there. So it was good to see that. Have you ever seen anything like that before? Uh, probably in the past, like on videotape, but never live like that. Uh, it, was pretty, it was pretty good to see. I thought our defense overall played solid. You know, they took the ball away. They play hard. Um, shoot, they put us in, you know, positions. You know, we got to be better. I got to be better uh, offensively. On the sideline, you've gotten to see the energy of Shaq Leonard and what he brings to the defense. So having him on your side, what was it like seeing him out there tonight? It was awesome to see him out there and the energy he brings, running around, flying around, making plays, you know, getting the crowd fired up, uh, just his intensity level every day that he brings to that practice field. And then get to see it, uh, you know, him back on the field was awesome to see. And he was also productive as well. Were you kind of expecting that type of output, especially dealing with some of the adversity he had during training camp? Yeah, I think when you got a veteran player that's coming back from something, you know, he's got something to prove, uh, and he did. And I thought he was productive. Obviously, I got to go back and look at the tape, but uh, pleased with what he did out there. All right, one more. You need a question, but what do you think of AR just at halftime, just maybe getting that first wind of an NFL game and then having to just breathe and go back in? 
Yeah, I, again, I mean, obviously, first time out there, I thought I thought he managed it well. You know what I mean? I think he really did. I could go back and look at the tape, but um, I thought overall his performance was good. Um, he'll probably there's probably some things we got to clean up, um, but thought he did a nice job. Well, and of course, the head coach talked a lot about his rookie quarterback because I, I think when it comes down to it, that is what everyone wanted to know, wanted to see. What are we going to see from Anthony Richardson? What kind of offense are the Colts going to put around him? For the game, he did complete nearly 65% of his passes. He was 24 of 37, 223 yards. He had a touchdown and then a really bad interception or a really un an untimely interception uh, in there. 10 carries for 40 yards and a touchdown. Never, I think his longest run was about 12 yards. For the most part, I mean, he, he definitely has great escapability. He is hard to take down. He definitely avoided a couple of sacks by just being able to out-muscle defenders and get the ball away or get away from guys either for a short gain or something like that. Jacksonville did a good, good job of containing him, setting the edge, making sure that he couldn't bust off one of those runs, that you know a five-yard didn't five-yard run didn't turn into a 25-yard run, that sort of thing. Um, I expect that, you know, he's going to bust one. He's got the size and he's got the speed and strength in order to do that. And I think he'll do that uh, at a few points this season. Just was not able to quite get away from uh, what was a pretty good, I think, Jacksonville defense. The game plan to me was pretty clear. Uh, they started them off with a lot of short throws, a lot of quick throws, sometimes reading half field, a lot of read option stuff as well, some RPO things to just try to get them comfortable. And when I mentioned earlier that we didn't see any downfield shots, I think that was by design. I don't think they wanted him to sit back in the pocket for four or five seconds and try to diagnose a defense at a speed of the, with the speed of the game not being where he's used to. So, you know, they played a little bit safe here. But I think that's good for Richardson's development, and you, you, you sort of just – you start out small, and you build things up, and you add to it along the way. And I think we're going to see that development. But, I mean, I thought it was a pretty good debut for the kid. You, you saw things that we all knew that we would see. Missed a few short throws here and there. Um, third and long scenarios, not something that any quarterback wants to be in, especially your rookie quarterback. When you get into third and 13, third and 10, third and 8, those are just not things that are going to set you up to be successful. And so Richardson struggled in those situations. Now, there will come a time where it's not going to be routine that he completes those passes and, and picks up those conversions, but there will be a time when he's able to do those things, that you're able to have confidence in the fact that those Colts are going to be able to hold up at the offensive line and that Richardson's going to be able to find a guy. But he's just not there at this point in the season right now, and you can't expect him to be. So I think it was a very respectable showing from Anthony Richardson, but, you know, uh, it's not just my opinion that matters. Let's hear from number five himself to see what he thinks of his first NFL start in the regular season. Hey, how you feeling, first of all? Took that hit at the end. I'm all right. You know, uh, more so hurt that we lost uh, than, than my knee. But you know, other than that, you know, I'm good. I just got to get to the drawing board, focus on next week. How did you think you did today? So, tell us how you thought about it. Oh, we didn't win, so I didn't do good enough. But, um, you know. First game, first experience, you know, felt good just being out there with my teammates. You know, the energy was good. Um, we just got to clean some, clean some things up, you know, including myself. But you know, it, it was fun out there just being back out there playing football. Shane said that uh, there were some times you guys had some stuff dialed up to go down the field. Was it tough to do that with the coverage they were playing? Not so much. Um, we, were, we were practicing against certain looks. You know, uh, we were preparing for certain looks. They didn't run those certain looks uh, all the time. 
you know, so we're just trying to you know, find a way to make it work, you know, uh, just get the ball down the field, move the ball for the offense. Because you know, our defense played well, so we just tried to make something work for them. What were kind of your thoughts and emotions when you uh, scored that first touchdown? You know, uh, it felt good. I felt excited, you know, at, at that point. You know, I just thought everything was rolling for us. Uh, just getting in the box for the first time, you know, in my NFL career, it felt good. Uh, shout out to my old line for uh, opening up the hole for me. You know, shout out to everybody else for even helping me out, helping us out, get the ball down the field. But, you know, it was good. It felt good. Hopefully I get more. How quickly did you kind of settle in to this game? Was it immediate? You, uh, How quickly did you settle into this game? Was it kind of just like immediate when you got out there? I, I guess I was settled, you know, uh, first couple drives. Um, I knew everything wasn't going to be perfect. You know, I didn't want everything to be perfect, you know, because that's part of the game. That's part of life. Everything is not going to be perfect. You know, so I was just trying to stay calm the whole time, including the first drive. You know, we went three and out, but, you know, uh, got my feet wet a little bit, you know, let me know how things were going to be, and we just had to push. Anthony, two of 12 on third down, one of five on fourth down. Those are numbers that obviously have to get better. What what do you have to do in, in those situations to make sure you're at your best to make it the, the best possible outcome? I just got to help the team. You know, um, going into the game, we knew we were going to be aggressive when it came down to the conversion downs. Uh, we just got to find a way to convert, you know, uh, stop getting penalties. Um, one of those were on me, you know, just trying to communicate with Alec. You know, we thought I had a matchup, but just trying to communicate too much. But it's just, just us getting back, you know, in the, in the film room and just understanding what we have to do to, you know, convert. Was there a the interception in what you saw him play and then just realizing, like, okay, that's, that's one that can't get back? You know, uh, that's one of our, our good plays. You know, we trust that play a lot, so we called it. Uh, I, saw, I saw the corner, but, you know, I just threw it a little too flat. For me, uh, we weren't trying to attack him the whole game, but you know, I saw that matchup and I thought I can get it over his head, but I threw it a little too flat. But you know, he made a good play. You know, hopefully, you know, it doesn't happen again. We just, you know, grow from it. What's the, the biggest like? lesson you think you'll take away from this first game? Uh, how different it is from from college. You know, um, every possession matters, every down matters, every play matters. You know. Um, you can't just take off one play because you think you know it's all right. You know you can't take off one quarter because you think you you got the lead. You think you're gonna get the W, but you know every play, every detail, everything matters in this league. So that's one thing I take away for sure. What knee was it? That what knee and what happened? Oh, the left knee. Uh, first quarter, can't remember exactly what play it was, but I had a zone read uh, pulled. It hit my knee on the turf. You know, just. A little bruise on it. That's it. Just ice it. I'll be all right. <laughs> so what you take away from the game? You take much away from you didn't win, but fourth quarter, you 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 guys are right there. You're going to lead. I mean, do you feel like at least you guys are in position, or you cannot? I don't say moral victories, but do you take that away from this game? No, we definitely were in position. You know, we had it the whole way. I believe. I feel like we had the game the whole way. Uh, our defense played great. They played lights out. You know, they helped us a lot. You know, almost every possession, almost every drive for them was a turnover. And we just got to help them out. You know, we can't, they can't get a turnover when we go three and out. You know, that's not good for, for them or for us. You know, um, so we just got to just get better because our defense played good. You know, shout out to those guys. But offense, we got to clean some things up so we can make it easy for them. Uh, I threw the first one to Pitt and he scored and he gave it to me. You know, um, I don't know what, what was going through my head at the time, but I, I grabbed it, I gave it to somebody. I don't know where it is, but hopefully, hopefully I can find it. What was the balance like of kind of deciding when to scramble, when to leave the pocket versus kind of let things develop? You know, um, just looking through my reads, you know, just trusting it. 
Uh, certain guys were getting open and, and everything was working for us. You know, I just trust to stay in the pocket and make it work. If not, you know, I'm part of the offense as well, so using my legs definitely helps us. So it's just a, a matter of just, you know, just seeing if I have a lane or not. What went through your head right, last one. going into this game? Like, I think they said you got here pretty early this morning. So what was the pregame routine like? And then what was going through your head when you're walking off the field, just knowing you were, like, a little bit short? Pre-game, you know, I like to get here early, you know, get my body right, get my mind right, you know, uh, go through the strip, uh, uh, script of the game, you know, uh, make sure I'm, I'm, you know, precise on plays, make sure I'm getting extra rest with the receivers if they need them, you know, just making sure I'm here, you know, just feeling the building, feeling the atmosphere, just feeling everything. So I, I was pretty hyped, you know, getting here. I was pretty focused, pretty calm. Um, throughout the game, you know, emotions were everywhere. I was happy. I was a little bit more chilled and I was happy again. So uh, that was that. And then after the game, you know, uh, I was a little hurt, you know, because I feel like we had it. You know, uh, we just got to clean some things up as an offense. You know, I feel like the defense helped us out a lot. We just couldn't, you know, do anything for them at the time. But, you know, I felt good throughout the whole thing. And, you know, it's just something we got to learn from and just work on. So Richardson, obviously disappointed with the loss. Would have liked to have brought it home for the, the home team here, but not able to do it. And I think the fans are going to give the team some leeway this year. I think it's clear they, they, they've got a guy. They've got a player here. I mean, he is a monster out there on the field. And for his first NFL start with all the questions about his experience and his, his ability, I think he answered a lot of those things in the preseason. He also answered a lot of these things in this regular season opener. Didn't come away with the win. I think we all would have liked to have seen that. We would have liked to have seen some better production in the fourth quarter. But, you know, it's a team game, and you've, you've got to help your guy out. And sometimes he didn't get a lot of help. And then sometimes he was also a, a young guy who made young guy mistakes. And th those are the things that we're going to – those young guy mistakes, Andrew Luck, even when he was a veteran, called them bonehead plays – you're going to have some of those things from Anthony Richardson this season, and you're just going to have to live with it. But you know what? Um, some deficiencies for the team, terrible on third down. 2-12, and 12, just not getting it done at all there. And a lot of that is set up by poor production on first and second down. You know, you run your running back up to the line for a no gain or a one-yard gain, and then you run him again or you have an incompletion on second down and suddenly you're staring down third and nine. You know, you have a penalty on a, on, a, on a first down play, then suddenly you're in first and 20 and you're trying to recover from that. And those are the kinds of things that happen to the Colts. To compound that, ineffective on third down, also bad on fourth down. They only converted one of five, just not able to, to do much of anything. They, they tried a few different things. They tried the, the Philadelphia quarterback sneak, uh, fell short. They tried Deion Jackson up the middle. Didn't work. They tried a little toss play to Deion Jackson. No chance. And I believe that one also led to a fumble on, on a fourth down. And just, you know, I think it was clear to, to one thing, and, and I, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about this, but, you know, the Colts missed Jonathan Taylor. I, I don't think there's any question about it. They don't have many elite playmakers on this team. Uh, where are they? Uh, they're certainly not in the whiteouts. Jelani Woods is considered, uh, you know, an athletic freak who can, can make some plays downfield, but he's hurt. He's on the injured reserve, so he's not going to be around for a few weeks with a hamstring injury. Uh, they have one guy on their roster right now that's a certified playmaker, and that's their rookie quarterback. The other guy is on the, the pup list right now, physically unable, unable to perform. 
And, you know, this has been an ongoing drama, a saga that no one wants to have to deal with. But it's there for the Colts. And not having your home run hitter running back, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that Jonathan Taylor picks up that fourth and one or that he's able to get around the edge on that toss play, but I sure as heck think he has a better chance of doing that than Deion Jackson. And some of those runs that just got stuffed the line, I think Jonathan Taylor's able to squeeze a yard or two out of those. And it's gonna, it's gonna make a, it would make a big difference in the long run if he were able to be there on the field and do those things. But you know what? You play with the team that you've got on the field, and Jonathan Taylor is not part of that team right now. So running back by committee, you know, maybe if Zach Moss, after that, that broken arm, uh, if he's able to play next week, maybe he gives him a little bit juice. Maybe Deion Jackson's a little bit better next week. But he was certainly not very effective this week. And that has a trickle-down effect. Not only is that ineffective and it puts you in third and long and second and long situations, it also has a trickle effect, trickle down effect in the fact that it makes the, the RPOs and your read option plays with Richardson less effective because you don't have to key on anybody except for Richardson in those situations. So if you're watching him the whole time and you don't really have the threat of the running back, then it's just not a play that's going to work very well for the Colts. You've got, if you've got Taylor back there, then they have two guys that they've got to actually be scared and worried about in those read option situations, and right now it's just, it's just not there. Early in the season, these things could all change, but the Colts severely lack playmakers in the wide receiver and the backfield, and that running back by committee approach isn't a thing that I, I think is going to be very fruitful for them running down the season. But, you know, I don't want to be a negative Nelly here. I, I think there, was, there were a lot of good things to go from the Colts this year. It, it's just that the deficiencies that we suspected from the team are the deficiencies that we saw. And um, it, it, it's sort of disheartening because we, we kind of know that they've got this young quarterback, and in order for him to flourish, he needs to have playmakers around him. And yeah, he can elevate guys. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, they elevated the guys around him as well. But they also had some pretty good weapons. You know, whether you're talking about Gronkowski or Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Dallas Clark, those types of guys were, were highly skilled. And their quarterbacks got them the ball. Right now, I just don't see that um, for the Colts for Anthony Richardson. That said, let's look at some positives from the game. Overall, I thought the defense played well. Uh, they got a couple of turnovers and a couple of near turnovers. They got a defensive touchdown. Uh, they wore down in the fourth quarter a little bit, uh, gave up back-to-back -back scores, and including a 26-yard run from Travis Etienne. But I, I thought that they played very well. You know, Calvin Ridley kind of got to them early in the game, and, and they kind of they kind of locked things up. It was kind of scary. We had, I think it was Dallas Flowers and Kenny Moore that had a collision early in the game, and, like, they, they left, and then you're like, they don't have any uh, depth there. What are we going to do? But those guys did come back. I think they were, were solid. The defensive front and the linebackers, I, I thought they were quite good. For, for much of the game. Now, they, they got a couple of sacks, and Trevor Lawrence is not an easy guy to sack. He's a big guy. He has the ability to, you know, he's not an Anthony Richardson caliber runner, but he's an excellent runner, excellent on his feet, very good pocket presence out there. So the, the Colts were able to get to him a little bit, but it, it's kind of what we sort of saw is that in key situations when you needed that guy to get home, who was it going to be? And... It wasn't always consistent there. But you know what? They held Jacksonville wasn't much better 
on fourth down and third down from a proficiency standpoint compared to the Colts. So you've got to give the Colts defense props for that. And they did get to Trevor Lawrence one time. And I tell you, the craziest play, I mean, I've been watching football and a lot of us have been watching football for a long time. And one of the craziest plays I think I've ever seen was that defensive touchdown by the Colts. And, you know, I was, I was watching the broadcast after that, that ball kind of went um, onto the turf or whatever. The, the camera sort of panned away for a second. And I, I thought to myself, oh, come on, guys, you don't know if that's a, a live ball or not. You, you got you to gotta get on that. You got you to gotta pounce on it. And, you know, then all of a sudden the camera sort of swings over and DeForest Buckner suddenly has the ball and he's running toward the end zone on it. On replay, what it showed us was that a Jacksonville player, Tank Bigsby, actually did recover that, that ball. But instead of, you know, taking a knee and being down by contact, he just sort of stood there holding the ball like it was an incomplete pass. Zaire Franklin, the man, comes, bats that ball away, and it ends up being another fumble which DeForest Buckner, who caused the original fumble and sack, uh, got that ball and, you know, just sort of rumbled down the field. I mean, big six foot seven guy just running downfield, able to get into the end zone for a really key play. Uh, that was reviewed. And th the key to that play was, of course, whether Trevor Lawrence was trying to throw that ball or whether, you know, we had the empty hand thing going on in this particular case. And they ruled that he didn't have control of the ball. He had lost control of that ball before the hand went forward. And so as a result, that was a fumble. And then because Tank Bigsby didn't quite, um, he picked up the ball, but he, didn't, he, he wasn't down or anything like that, Zaire Franklin made a heads-up play. And by all rights, that, that play almost won the Colts the game. But they were not able to, to pull it off. Some other positives, um, you know, I, I do think that, it looked to me like Anthony Richardson, while maybe some butterflies here and there, looked comfortable out directing his team. He looked comfortable in the types of plays that they were calling. He seems to have a pretty good rapport or is developing a pretty good rapport with especially Kylan Granson and Josh Downs. And if they can get those guys going consistently, I think that'll, that'll be big. He made some nice throws. He did have that, that interception, and that's kind of the thing that we're always going to go back to because the turnovers are things that are always going to kill you in these ball games in the NFL. Everything is, you know, with the exception of a 40 to nothing drubbing by the, the Cowboys over the, the Giants and, and some other teams getting put on a little bit this week, a lot of these games come down to a final score, you know, to, to a last score, to, to just, you know, a field goal, a late touchdown, that sort of thing. And so if you can keep it close, you got a chance. And the Colts kept it close. But let's take a look back at the key fourth quarter sequence here. The Colts were off schedule after a 16-yard run that was negated by a holding penalty. And that led to a third and 13 and an incompletion. It's just not a, a high chance of, you know, being able to, to do much on that drive. So the Colts ended up punting. That punt went okay. That punt went fine. The Jaguars did get the ball, and they, they drove down to about, it was near midfield, I think the 48, the, the Colts 48. So they, they got it past midfield, actually. They went for a quarterback sneak, and Trevor Lawrence was unable to get there. He got stuffed by Zaire Franklin. Who else, right? He just blew him up and was not able to get that first down. So the Colts get the ball back. They get nothing on their next drive. It included a run for no gain a run for a three-yard loss, 
which put them into like a third and 13 again. They had an offsides penalty against Jacksonville, and I was really disappointed in the, the offsides penalty because, you know, if, if you have the chance, and it, it could depend on the play call, I'd have to, to look at it again, but if you have the chance to get a free play, you chuck that ball as far as you can throw it and see what happens. Uh, they didn't do that, so it ended up uh, not being much of a play there. So it goes to third and eight. So the Colts punt again. That led to a 46-yard punt, followed by a 48-yard return by Jamal Agnew. He didn't go back to the touchdown, but he got you know to midfield, and the Jaguars marched down the field, got a got a, a touchdown, and I think it was Tank, Tank Bigsby that was able to to get that score and kind of you know redeem himself after the the, the fumble faux pas earlier in the game. Very next drive. Second and 10 play, Richardson tries to hit one of his guys on the sideline, and Tyson Campbell is there sinking in coverage and uh, picks off the pass. And that, that resulted in that 26-yard run later in that drive by the Jaguars, and that was pretty much all she wrote. The Colts were down 31-21 to 21 at that point, and it was going to be a real uphill climb to try to get back into the game. Now, to their credit again, they did march downfield. They started at their own 25-yard line and got it all the way down to the Jacksonville 1. But uh, they did consume a, a fair amount of clock when there wasn't a whole lot of clock left in the game and were not able to get points. Now, you, you can have the, the argument there that maybe they should have kicked the field goal a couple of downs earlier and tried to get the onside kick. That was another strategy that they could have employed. But that sequence in the fourth quarter is really what uh, what got him here and it, it's a shame because like i said we saw a lot of good things from the colts it wasn't just a, a complete drubbing by the jaguars and they actually had the lead in the in the fourth quarter but what you saw going into the fourth quarter but what you saw was a young team and a young quarterback who's not been there before and in some of those big moments where they really needed to 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 shine they were unable to pull it off so i've got a lot of questions about the colts as far as what they're able to do this season, you know, the schedule is only going to get tougher and the teams are only going to get tougher, but we're going to see Anthony Richardson develop throughout the season. We're going to see this offense develop throughout this season. They've got a, a chance to, you know, get a little bit of AFC South redemption this weekend, uh, this upcoming weekend, they'll take on the Houston Texans. Texans fell in their first game. Their defense looked pretty good from, from the accounts that I read. The Colts will be going up against a rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud, and they'll have a chance to try to get to 1-1 one one on the season with their Sunday game. I think that's a 1 o'clock kickoff. You know, it's going to be kind of this roller coaster ride this year, guys. We're going to see great things from Anthony Richardson. We're going to see positive things, and then we're going to see things like the interception or, you know, a sack or something like that. And you're just going to have to ride it. And, and I thought the debut for him was a success. It could have been you know, a, a lower completion percentage. He could have looked like he didn't know what he was doing out there. He could have thrown three or four interceptions, which, by the way, Manning and Luck, not to make comparisons, it's not a one-to-one -one thing here in either situation, but those guys did throw three interceptions in their first start as pros. But the Colts and, and Steichen did a good job of kind of protecting Anthony Richardson. And what we'll have to see next week is now that the teams have some film on Richardson, a whole game, several drives, those types of things. If 
you know, they'll be able, they being the, the Texans, are able to kind of game plan a little bit more for the Colts and maybe some of the things that were successful for them won't necessarily be successful next week against the Texans. For now, that'll wrap things up for this edition of the Colts Blue Zone podcast. We'll be back on Thursday with a new episode in which we will preview, have a fuller preview of that Houston Texans-Colts game on Sunday, and we'll also check in with Mike Chappell and Dave Griffiths, hear their thoughts on this game and where the Colts go from here. So thanks for listening to the Colts Blue Zone podcast. I'm Matt Adams. Matt Adams.